Do I look like I work for the FBI? A little bit. Um, it's the glasses. Oh, okay. Uh, Scully. Great, now they know I wear glasses. <laughs> doxed. Fully doxed. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 4 of the TV Pilot Podcast. The truth is out there. The truth? Oh, I This thought, podcast I wanted, I wanted based on true events. The truth is out there. And like, maybe, Godfrey, give that an echo. The truth is out there. The truth is out there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> can you give things an echo? I'm Gideon. <laughs> I'm Andrew. And this is... The, the TV, TV Pilot Podcast. Oh, I didn't want to do what we did last God, time. I specifically <laughs> did not want to. What did we do last time? The, we, we synced up. We were the TV Pilot Podcast. Oh, that's awful. Why yeah, did we do that? That's why I didn't want to do it. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so the X-Files. Uh, is out there. The X-Files. Uh, old show, good show. Good uh, show, yeah. We recently brought dis- back. Discuss how we felt about the show. I, neither of us had seen have had seen the X Files until Which we watched for this podcast. Isn't that what you want when you're uh, looking up podcasts about shows? Yes, like that you want someone totally inexperienced, uh, completely fresh eyes to give for you the most part the expert take. We're uh, three for three for four on that. You're four for four. I'm four for four. I had never seen so far any of the shows uh, that we have watched for this podcast. I am three for four. But I mean, we did Seinfeld, so that's because he's a he. Gideon's a little freak for Seinfeld. Okay. Anyways, so X Files <laughs> uh, started in 1993. It just saturated 90s culture. It was so it was big, uh, and it, so the main thing about X Files is that it was the first show to get internet fans. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it yes, wasn't. it was Star Trek. Internet? There was no internet in the 60s. There was... The, as soon as there was an internet, there was a Star Trek. Okay, but they were as already established people... Like, people were already established as Star Trek... As Trekkies with these groups and conventions. The internet grew with X-Files fandom. And that's so fair. that's how... It is It is peak 90s. It's got David Duchovny. It's got not trusting the government. <laughs> it's got... <laughs> So okay. it's got online message boards. The, the creator and showrunner Chris Carter, he originally worked for Disney on comedies, like comedy shows and movies, just a handful. And so he wanted to delve away from that and wanted to show that he kind of took inspiration from the Twilight Zone and a show called Kolchak the Night Stalker, <laughs> which was a monster of the week, an old like seventies monsters of the monster of the week show. Okay, uh, and then. The main, another big aspect of this X Files was the Watergate scandal. So, like, this was all his childhood in the seventies. Growing up in the seventies, he just remembered distrust in the government, monsters, and mystery. And like, that's the X Files. That's the X Files. <laughs> and it worked, you know. Thank God it did. Uh, so, and then, so he knew a guy, a psychologist who worked for some. University, I forget, but 3% of Americans at that time believed that they had been abducted by aliens, which well, is a, a that's number. crazy. Yes. That's, that's hundreds and of that's thousands of people. Inspired him to have it about aliens. 
He was initially rejected for his first pitch, uh, and then took a few weeks to flesh out the concept more, and then Fox, funny enough, Fox, Fox Mulder, Fox oh. greenlit the uh, the pilot. And so, uh, inspiration for Scully was Silence of the Lambs. She, yeah. the Gillian Anderson, used, uh, I already forgot her name, uh, Clarice. There we go. Clarice Starling as a uh, model or uh, idea. Yeah. I mean, yes. Ooh, fun facts. Fun facts. Jillian Anderson got pregnant in the second season. Cool. And so they wanted to recast her. Oh, no. But I think it was already, it was already kind of big. Like <laughs> Talking big. about peak 90s. I don't know how if it was like as big as it would get already or not, but it was already big enough that they were like, no, you can't recast her. So they had to write in a storyline about... I don't want to spoil season two. So they had to, they had to adjust the storyline so that her character wasn't there. And then they made, I don't know if they added to her contract or made her sign something or what, but they pretty much told her, you can't get pregnant until yeah. the show is over. That's <laughs> peak 90s. Peak yeah. 90s. So... Peak 90s. Distrusting the government, disrespecting women. <laughs> oh, they almost cast Bruce Campbell as Mulder. Oh, I saw that. Ah, that would have been, that's a missed opportunity. David Duchovny, great. Bruce Campbell is oh, good in it would have been, it would have been, would have been better. It would have been different. It would have been different. I think it would have, it would have been a good different. Well, then wouldn't it have been better? Uh, I love if Bruce, Bruce Campbell was doing. If he was doing this, he wouldn't have been able to play his character in Burn Notice, uh, which I see I don't as think an overall so. good. Burn Notice started after this ended. He would have been too famous. Oh, he would have been maybe. David Duchovny famous. They wouldn't have been able true. to afford him. Well, for... is David Duchovny that famous? I recognize the name for friggin' burn notice. I recognize the name, but then I looked. I was like, I don't think I've seen this guy in anything. I just know the name, which I guess is <laughs> being famous. I mean, it's yeah. It's like uh, you know, Tony Shalhoub was Monk, and then he kind of flew under the radar for years doing character acting. You know, he's kind of whatever he wanted. I yes, guess. similar to <laughs> Seinfeld. Uh, they Entertainment Weekly thought this show would be canceled immediately after the pilot aired. Oof. Why'd they think that? Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, but it would go on to run for nine seasons, two movies, and then get two more seasons in 2016 and 2018. God, I wonder how it feels to be so wrong about something. <laughs> I, I could never. You could never? Okay. <laughs> Godfrey's got it. He's marking it. Marking it. Okay. The fan base started small and eventually exploded to a worldwide cult audience. It's theorized to be the first show whose growth was tied to the internet, especially with Mulder and Scully's use of cell phones and email, which is interesting. I mean, I, we've only seen the first episode, but I imagine they use yeah. that a lot more later uh, on yeah. as it becomes... And I imagine that becomes, you know, especially with distrusting the government and trying to solve these things, they rely on that probably it, later in It is in kind the of jarring in older TV shows, uh, people not having access to smartphones. Yeah. Which, I don't know, that's just, my brain has been polluted. Uh, but it, it is weird, you know, seeing, you know, watching Seinfeld or X-Files and seeing people with, like, little flip phones or mm -hmm. car phones. Uh, There's an episode having, of like, Cheers where Frazier walks in with the briefcase and they're like, what's in the briefcase? He's like, it's not a briefcase, it's a mobile phone. <laughs> oh, it's like caveman times. <laughs> it's like you might as well have pulled out, a like, a stick and flint and... Lighted a fire to send smoke, smoke signals. signals. Yeah. Uh, X-Files, with a PH, the fans tended to be internet savvy themselves, and they would review episodes online on unofficial websites. And that's what started uh, online communities about the show. Wow. And they would post fan fiction. 
<laughs> and it's the first major show to have internet shippers of characters. Of yeah. Mulder and Scully. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't think there's too many yeah, other... Yeah, like, no, that was a, apparently a major debate among fans, and, like, people would describe themselves as no-romos, which is internet lingo for not romantic, as in they're not... Ro- they don't want them getting together. Uh, it was weird. Internet slang has really evolved. Uh, well, and then one of the lingo, years. UST, unspoken sexual tension. So, yeah, you'd be... It is, you'd be... I'm, I'm in the UST category. <laughs> it, there is so much unspoken sexual tension in this first episode <laughs> that Gideon just does not see. Mm-hmm. Um, God, we'll get into it. <laughs> they, the show inspired other shows, such as Strange World, Lost, Fringe, Warehouse 13, Supernatural... Gravity Falls. Ooh. I've never seen Gravity Falls, but it's, I, it's supposed yeah. to be also it's, weird. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's you know it's a children's show. Yeah, uh, but it is it has a lot of those same elements of investigating small town in Oregon. Uh, Oregon is it? I think. So. I think maybe. Um, but it's uh, it's sort of in that same vein, and it. I think it's safe to say that X Files inspired a lot of those. Uh, and then even some crime dramas like. 11th Hour and Bones had key aspects from X-Files X- carryover. You can really, shows. like, I've, I've watched a lot of episodes of Bones. You can really feel the influence mm-hmm. yeah, that X-Files Me and my family were super into Bones for the first few seasons. Yeah. Especially the, uh, the sort of character dynamic of... I wonder if, well, probably not, but if this was like the first show where like every episode, I've only seen two of them, where every episode starts with like a little teaser of something weird happening. I'm and wondering, that's the case. like, I I would call it a cliche at this point, but I'm wondering if other episodes, uh, other shows like Law and Order or something, could even start at doing that at this point. For the most part, they all do that. They show the, you know, the original the girl or, or it's usually the victim, the victim running the victim, yeah. or you know just whatever weird things going on yeah. or terrifying someone murder. finding a body yeah like something like that uh <clears throat> so x-files once it got big it was referenced it's been referenced by simpsons star trek deep space nine third rock from the sun archer news radio american horror story big bang theory breaking bad castle hey arnold king of the hill south park and two and a half men. Yeah, and uh, others. I'm sure plenty of others. Oh, but tons. those are the main ones. Yeah, it's the X Files references are definitely like, especially the theme song is very. There's iconic. an episode of Simpsons. Oh yeah, the theme song for sure. Mm-hmm. But there's an episode of Simpsons where Gillian Anderson and Dave Duke Company, I think, voice characters that are supposed to be their X Files. I don't think they have yeah. the same name, but they're they're for all intents and purposes. Simpsons was big Scully on that. They're big on pulling uh, pulling people in like celebrity uh, voice voice actors uh, to play themselves or like versions of whoever they played on TV. X-Files was also referenced in songs by Sheryl Crow and the Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, One week? There were songs, yeah, one week. Watching (laughs) X-Files with the lights on. Uh, There were songs called Mulder and Scully and a song called David Duchovny and a song called Letter to Dana. That's how big X-Files was. You could just make a song about X Files, uh, yeah, it's and like it would become, it would get fairly big. Obviously, not intergenerational, but well, I mean, there's it's, it's the sort of the same thing with anything anything that enters the like cultural zeitgeist. zeitgeist. 
I love that. It means it's German for world ghost. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Poltergeist. Uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, uh, anything that interests the cultural zeitgeist is like that. Like, I, you know, Superman is waiting for Superman. Uh, Fair. The Daughtry song. Well, no, but even... Yeah, yeah, but those kind of came out decades after Superman was established as a character. Sure. It's not like these songs came out while Superman was a comic book at the beginning. Oh, that's fair. 50s yeah. or whatever. It's sort and of like... A... No one listens to them anymore. The... Anyways, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Scully, Dana Scully, who majored in undergrad in physics and then went to med school and then became an FBI agent, uh, she impacted how women on TV were perceived and behaved. Uh, yeah, really kind of like changed things for the future of television. Very uh, stark contrast to how she was treated with her pregnancy and subsequent yeah contract oh, for or sure. like a, alleged contract. In fact, they they wanted sure a prettier girl, like actress. Uh, they they wanted like a blonde, sexy type. And, but Chris Carter was like, no, I like this girl. And he would have secret meetings with her and tell her how to audition, like helped her get the part. Yeah. And then, funny enough, like five years later or so, she was named the sexiest woman or like a top hundred, whatever. You know, those magazines do that. So yeah. that's kind of ironic. But uh, X-Files, Scully and X-Files, they, I don't know if you can prove this or not, but there was a the rate at which women went into STEM and law enforcement Increased, really? Yes. Because and after they're X-Files attributing that to to Dana Scully, yeah, that's awesome. That's that's so really cool for her. So yeah, this show was just like I mean I'm gonna say this for the hundredth time saturated '90s culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was had cool. a big influence on television, especially mystery televisions. Not sitcoms, obviously, not as much, but yeah. uh, it was a product of the '90s. Very big for and got a big um, fan base was super popular still super popular I mean they uh, the last season was only five years ago yeah <laughs> you know well and I think they're even having even more in production like they're still oh yeah I'm sure time. there's two movies I think they want to do a third yeah so yeah let's let's get into the let's get into this recap yeah well let's so let's talk about the pilot. Um, the X-Files opens like a lot of crime dramas uh, on a woman running through a dark forest. Um, I think they should really sort of examine they that. Started that. They, they started, started that. They started that. <laughs> That's where it began. Um, there's a dark figure and a bright light, uh, and then we smash cut to an episode of Law and Order. Um, she's found, you know, they the, obviously the cops find her, um, and the a coroner is sort of skeptical that uh, something of this earth did it. So it gets booted over to the the titular X-Files. Uh, the X-Files being like the uh, sort of unexplained cases in the FBI's roster. So uh, things that are just sort of paranormal so that can't be explained with uh, science and reason and logic. <laughs> so we cut to uh, DC. Uh, Dana Scully is being assigned to the X-Files department uh, in order to uh, kind of prove to the higher-ups that uh, the guy who's currently investigating the X-Files, Fox Mulder, that's his real name, his name is Fox Mulder, um, is full of shit. They want to fire him. They want to stop him from being 
uh, I assume, an embarrassment to the department. It's established that he has done a lot of good work on cases. Yeah. And so now he's kind of free. He's established himself as a genius, and he's free to work in these this department and be unbothered until now, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Scully and Mulder talk in the basement of the FBI. Of course, it's this dank, moldy basement where they put the, the crazy that's investigating aliens. Um, and Mulder says, you know, this is not a typical, not a typical crime, not a typical murder. It's obviously aliens. Because, of course, why would you make a TV show if it was just like a normal crime? That would be so dumb. It'd be so boring. Like you'd have to, you'd have to be crazy to make a television show. You were like so bad at this. <laughs> what are you talking about? My recap skills are perfect. I don't derail ever. You gotta keep in mind, we have twenty minutes of talking before this. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> this episode is gonna be off the rails. Um, so the uh, they end up going to this this place where this you know murdered forest girl is. Um, the they, Pacific Northwest. The Pacific Northwest, sort of, yeah. Oh, Oregon, specifically? Okay. He specifically says Oregon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I blocked that out. <laughs> um, so they find the marks on her back have an unknown substance around them and are similar to marks on other bodies across the U.S. If that doesn't say aliens, I don't know what does. Uh, while driving into the town, their car, radio, and clock go crazy. Mulder stops the car and uh, spray paints a large X on the road as some sort of like, you know, breadcrumb in the Mm -hmm. road, just sort of marking like this is where it happened, where our car went crazy the first time. This will come back later. The agents meet the locals as they're exhuming the girl's body for re-examination. The third victim. So this is the fourth person from a graduating class, the high school graduating class a couple years ago to die. So they're exhuming some one previous of the previous victims because they think they're connected. Yeah. Okay. The metal. Uh, the the locals are against it, particularly the sheriff and uh, the medical examiner. The medical examiner and the medical examiner shows up with his daughter, uh, same age as the girl, the recently mm-hmm. murdered girl, and the body they're exhuming. She was in the same graduating class, and he yells at them. Uh, they open the casket, and what they find is not a human skeleton. Uh, cue X-Files music. <laughs> that was good. Uh, yes. Uh, so they're examining the body. Uh, Scully went to med school. They established all her credentials. Both of these guys could be doing so much more <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're solving the x-files man all right <laughs> so she thinks it's uh some sort of ape possibly an orangutan body uh she finds a metallic implant in the nose of the creature and Mulder says hey i want tissue samples i want x-rays i want you know everything uh and so then they go to the a psychiatric hospital where two more classmates are being treated and where the third victim uh, had, was previously staying before he was murdered, mysteriously killed. Mysterious. Uh, so they meet the two classmates. One of them is in a waking coma and the other one is confined to a wheelchair and she's reading to the other guy. And some shit goes down with the Peggy, the girl in the wheelchair, uh, having it like a fit. And she starts bleeding from the nose, and they see 
marks on her back that match all the other victims. So more mystery. Ooh. And then, you know, they have an argument. Mulder is saying, oh, aliens, dude. And Scully being like, no, this can't be, you know, whatever. Uh, and so then that night, they go to the woods where all this mystery is happening. And Scully finds some ash on the ground, some serious ash. And then the sheriff shows up and tells them they're trespassing because it's a crime scene and points a gun at them and tells them to leave. I feel like you can't point a gun at an FBI agent. I yeah. Think that's like super well, illegal. Well, we, I mean, that's the point I think is why is he so against them solving this? Well, yeah, I, but I think just in general, like you, they can shoot you for that. They and will he'll shoot them back, you know? Shoot them. In the in in the real world, you point a gun at an FBI agent; they point a gun back at you. Like this crime never gets solved. Yeah, uh, there's a totally different crime now. End of X Files. <laughs> End of X Files. <laughs> uh, and so, when they're driving back to town, it starts storming. Things start going haywire a little bit again. Mulder looks at his watch; it says nine oh three. There's a flash of light, and then the car is out of power and rolls to a stop. And Mulder. And Scully look at each other. Mulder looks at his watch, and suddenly it's nine twelve. And he's like, "We lost nine minutes." I checked my watch right before the flash, and now it's nine minutes later. And he gets out of the car, and there's the X on the road, Ooh. right where their car stopped. And I, you know, I, I was like, "Going, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, like, what happened to them for nine minutes? Is that that's not ever a they, so?" Mulder tells Scully, he says, this, "It's a common occurrence, a report from people being abducted that they lose time. They just don't know what happened, mm. and you know that's part of the mystery." Is, is is this setting up some deeper plot in the show? Like most they got definitely. abducted for nine minutes. Like, I don't know. That's a good question. Minutes? Uh, so they get back to the motel and they kind of bond as, as Mulder tells Scully that his heck sister, yeah, yeah, they bond. His sister was abducted when he was like 12 years old, and uh, he got hypnotized and remembered under his in hypnosis seeing aliens take his sister, and so it's become his kind of life's work to figure out. <laughs> it makes me trust Mulder a little less. That, he, <laughs> that in, like, oh, immediately, Mulder. upon dealing with childhood trauma, he goes to a hypnotist. <clears throat> then they get a phone call, a mysterious phone call from an anonymous source telling them that uh, the girl from, in the wheelchair from the psych ward is, is dead. So they go and they she was hit by a truck. And the driver says that she ran out into traffic. And Mulder's like, she ran into traffic, and Scully's looking at the body, and her watch is broken on lying in the street, and it stopped at 9.03, which is when they had that flash of light. Ooh. And again, I'm sitting on my couch going, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, uh, while they're at the scene of the accident, Mulder's informed that there, someone broke into the morgue and stole the body that they exhumed. And so he's upset about that. They get back to the motel and it's on fire. And all their evidence, all the tissue and x-rays and stuff are, you know, gone because fire. Except for Scully kept the metal implant that she had taken out. She had it in a thing in her bucket. Uh, So that's the last piece of evidence. And so then the daughter of the medical examiner runs up to them while they're outside this fire. And she says, help, I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble. And then it cuts to commercial again. Um, so after they come back from commercial, they are with the the daughter at a twenty four hour. They don't matter. Okay, but, <laughs> you know who matters to me? The guy named Fox. <laughs> um, 
So they're at a like a 24-hour diner, uh, and the daughter is telling them about how she's woken up in the forest several times, and now she is terrified that she is the same thing that happened to all her classmates is going to happen to her. And then she admits that she also has the same strange marks on her back. Her uh, nose starts bleeding at the table. <laughs> That's funny. She says, don't worry, we're going to protect you. And her nose <laughs> Immediately. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> really teed up the aliens there. Her uh, nose stops, starts bleeding and her dad comes in. Uh, her dad, the the, uh, the suspicious medical examiner. The suspicious medical examiner. With uh, with, with him as the local sheriff. Or the, the, the detective. I forget exactly it, who it is. It's a small town. I think yeah. it's the sheriff. Yeah. Turn, uh, the sheriff, uh, also to reveal at this point, is the father of the boy in the coma, in the waking coma. Um, the agents, uh, then they go up to check on the other two victims' bodies, only to find that their graves have been dug up. The, the two bodies that they hadn't been able to exhume yet, their graves have been dug up and the casket's completely removed. Mulder realizes that the victims must have been taken to the woods by uh, Billy, the boy in the coma. So they uh, go back to the psych hospital uh, while interviewing uh, one of the nurses on staff. Uh, Scully finds Ash on the bottom of Billy's feet. Uh, You know, the kid who is supposedly uh, in a waking coma, hasn't moved for years. Um, They find the same material on the bottom of his feet that's in the uh, forest that uh, Scully found when they were threatened by the sheriff. Uh, they head back to the woods where they confront the detective, uh, the the sheriff, Billy's father. They, you know, accuse him of uh, covering up for his son. Then they hear screaming uh, off in the distance. Oh. And they find uh, Billy uh, holding the medical examiner's daughter uh, in a very threatening manner. There is a sudden flash of light and... It cuts to Billy and the girl just standing unharmed, uh, but they are both now sort of lucid and aware. Billy especially is kind of coming back. Yeah, they're himself. like lying there and Billy kind of goes like, Dad? Oh, oh. he's oh. like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, And they are, uh, the markings on their back are both gone. Weeks later, back in D.C., uh, Billy is hypnotized. Uh, and again, I don't know why this is part of the like standard operating procedure for the FBI. They bring in a hypnotist, um, but he is Billy is hypnotized and remembers being kidnapped with his classmates uh, while celebrating graduation out in the woods. He remembers being tested on by aliens, so he gives that testimony uh, to a bunch of you know to a, a, an FBI hypnotist while a bunch of guys stand behind the two-way glass. I don't think the hypnotist is FBI. It's the same person that. Mulder mentioned hypnotized him. So it's, it's just one of those amateur hypnotists. It's one of those... Professional. Like, He's getting paid. Professional. Oh, sure. Yeah, all right. Okay. Uh, Scully uh, gives her bosses, the people who originally sent her to sort of debunk Mulder's bullshit X-Files. Uh, he gives... Uh, she gives them the implant, the metal implant. They... Uh, Mulder then later tells her that all of Billy's case files have gone missing, and we cut to... Uh, a very strange man, a man who was smoking in the interrogation room. The uh, last scene shows him uh, storing the metal implant in a big ass warehouse, like into the with, end of so Indiana he pulls Jones. out a little thing, and there's more metal implants. Yeah. He puts it with them, closes the box, and then yeah, it just pans out to a gigantic warehouse. Yeah, 
and then the door he leaves out a door it closes and says like the pentagon yeah <laughs> it's, it's like a nice little chart that shows the pentagon like fire safety like, <laughs> you are here your closest fire exit is all the way over here so yeah uh that was the episode that's um, uh yeah the smoking man wins at the beginning of the episode when scully's being kind of debriefed on her new partnership there's two bosses and the smoking man and the bosses are talking to her about it, but the man is just kind of there smoking a cigarette and not saying anything. And he never says anything in this whole episode. He appears just those two or three times. Yeah. And so the mystery is, who is this man? Why does he know that there's more of these? I, like, I mean, we talked about it a little bit before. I should, we should have saved it for the podcast. That's on me. But I really enjoyed the this episode, this pilot. Oh, it was great. And uh, so <laughs> I'm watching it. I'm about 75% of the way through the episode. And my girlfriend walks out. And I said something like, I don't know what they call fans of X-Files, but I think I'm one of them. <laughs> I looked it up. They're called X-Files with a PH, like a, like an Anglophile. Oh, cute. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's good. That's funny. I mean, the good ones were taken. <laughs> X-Maniac. X-Maniacs. Uh, it's hard, hard to do with a hyphenated. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think I immediately watched the next episode. Oh, yeah. I, that, that was one of the things I noticed. I watched the next two episodes of the X-Files, and I'm, I'm going to continue watching it after this because it really, it really hooked me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of it was that uh, the show didn't offer... Uh, like a substantial closure mm-hmm. to me. Like the first episode, obviously you figure out who who's doing these murders. It's Billy. Well, so um, no, Billy's not the one murdering. Exactly. Billy like, Billy was taking them out to be tested on. And then he said, in, in the hypnotist, he said that if the tests went wrong or were too much, the person would die. Yeah. And then, but that does, doesn't answer your question of like, yeah, yeah, it's it's like you solve the the little mystery, the, the yeah. what's happening in this little Oregon town. So the town's fine, but there's still this bigger mystery, and yeah, yeah. That, that made me want to come, keep watching. And in the, in the next episode, I I won't go into ah, much detail. You got mad at me last time. Ah, <laughs> there is no next episode. There is only the pilot. Um, I'm gonna keep watching the X Files. Yes. Though. So uh, that is something. There's over in the series. There's an overarching mystery about the aliens, and there, but there's a handful. I, I mean, I haven't seen the third episode. You have, but the third episode is supposed to be a self-contained mystery, and, and I, there's a handful of those spattered throughout. But overall, it's just them trying to figure out what the government knows, what the aliens are doing, something like that. I don't know. I've only seen two episodes. What was your What was your expectation before watching the X Files? What were you expecting uh, the show to be like? I, uh, <laughs> I, I was expecting something good because, I mean, it ran for 10, 11 seasons or like nine seasons, it, it then got it for another season yeah. six years later, then another season two years after that or something it's like that. It's currently going in, I think and there was, was a, a movie season. halfway through the series. Uh, so I was expecting something good and entertaining. I wasn't expecting to be sucked in like I was. Yeah. Like, I was talking to myself in the middle of the episode they just something would happen or they elude that they, they the detect the agents would be running to figure something out and I'd be like what what's gonna happen like talking about <laughs> is he the one that did this or like I, I don't know I'd be asking myself questions about the episode trying to guess what's gonna happen next which I don't which shows the, how good how yeah, sucked in I was they did create a good mystery even though like I don't see exactly the thought processes that led them to solving the mystery they did create mm-hmm. a lot of a, good sense of tension um and maybe i just didn't pay close enough attention i'm, I'm 
you know, I'll watch it again uh, just to see if I missed anything. Um, but the um, the most the show that I related to it the most was like Supernatural. I expected it to be a mm. more formulaic like monster of the week type thing. Yeah, and it wasn't that. And I I'm kind of glad it wasn't because I was expecting it to I come in it, and be it's... like, oh, it's aliens, and then they solve the aliens, and then it's the chupacabra. And they yeah, solve I thought there the would chupacabra. be. I mean, I fig- I know it's aliens, but I thought from my research. I realize that it's not just yeah random monsters every other every week or so. It's almost always something with aliens for them. Yeah, the it's part. very it's and mostly like, UFOs and mm-hmm. you know if it's abductions not aliens, and it's weird like things happening. Yeah, um, the the U.S. military is you know a point of suspicion for them. Like they're kind of investigating everyone and not just whatever. Yeah. Like, Which good reason apparently because yeah. the smoking man was obviously working for the government as well. Like they're and in on it, up to something. <laughs> it's a, it makes you it makes you a Dale Gribble inside. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you just suspicious of everyone and everything. It's like, oh, what if the what if the government, you know, is in charge of the FBI? I think the. That... Uh, so actually, about that, the writers and producers admitted that the show most likely played a big role in main conspiracy theories oh, no. uh, getting into the mainstream God uh, damn as it. well as even the erosion of trust in the public institution <laughs> I mean I don't think you can blame all of that on the experts. but I mean it was so big like and like they had the, the, like the government was up to something and it's established later in the series I mean, I'm assuming it's established in the series that the CIA or the US government knows a lot of this stuff even in the second episode yeah, yeah. The the so United States military is the focus of the second episode. Shame on these people who are just so manipulated, easily so malleable to whatever is on the TV, and like fictional. Sure, but like flat Earth and uh, there's it was so big that you have to kind of be aware that okay maybe maybe a, we played a little bit in this. <laughs> I don't know. I think that may be like a little bit of the writers kind of giving themselves too much credit. Oh, for, okay, <laughs> like. I don't know. It's a nice show. I don't think it's the reason for Flat Earth or oh, like no, other no. like government conspiracy theories. Like, I don't know. The truth is out there. <laughs> the truth is out there. I from the get go of the episode, it just starts with the white text. I think it's the following stories inspired by actual documented accounts. I was like, ooh, ooh. It's <laughs> like I don't think so, but still, ooh. It's like. I don't know if that's right. It did make me go like, okay, what's going to happen? And then once it started, I was like, okay, no, it's not. But I, it did. I don't know, man. I didn't know what the first episode was going to be about. So. Yeah. Like, what if it was... I was really ready for some, like... It's like, is every episode going to start like this? I don't think so. Uh, the second one didn't. But I was... I thought maybe the first episode would be a lot more kind of realistic. And then it would veer towards the end maybe that's when they really take creative license and then from the second episode on but yeah. you know they immediately <laughs> flash of light body dark shadows like oh aliens okay oh, aliens I liked the writer they did a good job of establishing that Mulder knew what he was doing that it wasn't his first radio yeah like, Mulder seems very experienced Scully also Scully, seems very intelligent but yes. maybe not the same kind of like field intelligence that mm-hmm. Mulder has, but she's very like she's not in the way ever. Yes, you know it's it's she's helpful. That they she's are, helpful. Yeah. She asks the right questions. 
Yeah. Uh, she's the skeptic. He's the believer. She's the skeptic, which is the dynamic the creator wanted. Uh, I think I would get, I will get, because I'm going to keep watching, annoyed with her by like the fifth or sixth episode. If, if, she's, keeps, if she's still skeptical. If she keeps saying like, it's not aliens. It's not aliens. <laughs> Dude, it's not aliens. It's like, bro, <laughs> how many episodes of X-Files do you have to be in before you realize it's aliens? <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. At the end of the episode, or yeah, the, she the was, pilot episode, she was like, "There's no evidence to suggest that it was aliens." Uh, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, do you sure, mean? maybe I guess you could say that, but how do you believe that? Yeah, like given everything that happened, I get, you know, she's like, "Okay, I work for the FBI. I need to not say aliens. There's no actual yeah. evidence." But then I'd close my laptop and be like, "Holy shit, man! Those were aliens." You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Mulder brings that point up specifically. He's like, you know, Scully says, like, oh, it may be, it could possibly be aliens. And Mulder says, like, something to the effect of, oh, you're going to have to put that in a report now. Yeah. So watch out. Like, watch what you think about this. I thought, I really liked that also. I I just, that was one of the uh, conversations where, ooh, I was like, dang, he, like, he got her. He's called her out. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, that was good. That was good job, Mulder, you know? <laughs> uh, they, I, Mulder and Scully, the, uh, Jillian Anderson and David Duchovny, they played off each other really well. Yeah. I really liked the chemistry. I don't think, I didn't, it wasn't romantic in this episode. I don't think it ever really does get romantic. In fact, uh, you don't, like, there was a scene where, um, I don't know if we covered it, but, uh, Scully like yeah, before, notices some uh, notices some uh, marks on her back, and she freaks out. It's like right before she takes a shower, she freaks out, puts on a robe, and runs over to Mulder's uh, hotel room, and she's like, "You gotta look at this. These marks on my back." And she like takes off her robe. She's just in her uh, underpants, her undergarments, her undergarments, <laughs> um, and uh, Mulder looks at it. It's a very like. Very it would, charged scene. I don't. Uh, I don't think it was charged. I think it was suspenseful. You think it was suspenseful because it was like, where did she get these markings from? What's going on? I don't know. I, he he kind of leans down a little too close to look at these marks on her lower Agree back. Agree to disagree. All right. I I'm just saying, like, if it wasn't meant to be that, they did a bad job. <laughs> the showrunner originally, they, no, I think there's a deleted scene with. Uh, Scully's boyfriend where they were going to have Scully have a boyfriend oh. but then they changed their mind they wanted them both to just come across as asexual uh, that did not come across Okay. <laughs> I, maybe I'm reading too much into it but I, that did not like just with that scene alone uh, it came across as they were sort of establishing the foundations of uh, future I think romantic they do, entanglement obviously you know partnership uh, they do Evolved to really care about each other. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if it ever turns into anything romantic. Sure, I'm, and I'm not uh, rooting for that. Like I think it'd be great if this was, if it was just like a platonic partnership that grows mm-hmm. over time. I'm just saying. Uh, you felt something. I you, felt something. You felt something for them. Yes. <laughs> it's like I. <laughs> I'm. I felt like the writers were putting something in there. Maybe, yeah, I mean, it was a pilot. Maybe they did that. They threw that in there. They could have, yeah. Just in case. That's, a, that's one thing about pilots. They always want to leave you wanting more. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, <clears throat> so, how would you how would you rate this episode? Uh, I mean, definitely, we both I think immediately watched the second episode. I think I don't know, ten out of ten, man. Yeah, ten out of ten. It was it, good in terms of pulling you in, in terms of getting you to watch the rest of the show. Uh, I green light this if I'm the head of the studio. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, it started off like you said, very basic with just mm-hmm. girl running through the woods. There's a flash of light and the, the, the it, you know, it's a little different than your usual cop show in that yeah. there's obviously something somewhat paranormal going on. And then, but you know, that's supernatural. There's nothing too, too crazy about this. Yeah. Uh, but then I really enjoyed when the sheriff IDs her, he says she's graduated the same class as my son or something like that. And he starts walking off and the guy, I don't know who he was. He's not the medical examiner, but the guy or a coroner, maybe, maybe he's a coroner. Yeah. He was there and he says, oh, it's happening again, detective, isn't it? And the detective just keeps walking away. And that had me go like, oh, what's happening again? Oh, what, what's going on? <laughs> and then they cut to DC and stuff and like, I don't know, they just kept it going from there pretty much. I really like that element of the small town having these secrets. It's very like, yeah. um, you know, like a old Lovecraftian stories mm-hmm. where it's the, the Innsmouth book or the, you know, where you kind of go to a small town and you think something's a little off. The people look a little weird. They're like, uh, there's something suspicious about them. And then you slowly start to realize the entire town is uh, keeping this secret, yeah. keeping this you know dark secret, and untangling what that is. And I feel like that's a lot of what the X Files, at least this first episode, maybe the second, uh, the it's elements like, of it, um, where you kind of you're seeing it with fresh eyes through mm-hmm. Scully, and, and that makes it a lot more believable. I think. Yeah. In that, like, if, you know, if you're in if you're in New York and an alien is walking down the street, people are going to be like, holy cow, it's an alien, whatever, whatever. Uh, that's, but just, you, that's just the guys in costumes. If in you're in a square. small town and that, okay, maybe that was a bad example. <laughs> if you're in New York and some dude's coming out of his coma to murder people, like that's that. going to be figured out. But in a small town, that's going to be covered up. And that's yeah. going to be, that's going to prevent the aliens from becoming national exactly. news immediately. In, in a small town, there's one sheriff yeah. who is who is in, eager to cover everything up so he wins election next next season. It's mm-hmm. a... it, yeah, if this episode were a, big, a bigger city, people are saying, oh, I saw Billy walk out of the mental health place. There'd be three cops instead of one. Yeah, and they don't <laughs> hold each other somewhat accountable. I yeah. don't know. I, the music... Helped a lot, I think. Yeah, the I score really, was great for. It had that mysterious feel to it. It was in the right places. It had me like, who, who knows something was gonna happen? That's when I was saying like, oh, is this when? Or, Holy cow! Oh wait, yeah. what's gonna? Huh? You know, whatever. I don't yeah. remember exactly. It, did, it did a good job of setting the mood. It, it was really like ten out of ten across the board for, um, for production. Yeah, I, like I, I was saying earlier that. You could tell Mulder knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. When he got out and drew that X, I was just thinking, brilliant. Like, this is going to come back later and, like, it's going to be so yeah. cool when it yeah. does. And then, it, I mean, it came back and hit much harder than I would have even expected because yeah. not only, it, I would, they lost nine minutes, which is the weirdest thing. And he gets out, bam, there's the X. Because there was, 
You know what I mean? It's not like something strange happened and you expect the ex to be there. Something really strange happened and you forget about the ex. And it kind of establishes Mulder's experience on this, in this, like, area where it feels like he's been doing this for a long time and at some point he had the same thing happen to him and he Mm. didn't draw an ex on the (laughs) road. And later, he was just confused. Uh, And now he's... You know, the same thing happens again. Uh, He's learned from... The things that have happened in the past, he gets out, draws an X on the road to kind of give him some guideposts to, it, it lets him help, it helps him to figure things out later. Um, that's sort of, it kind of shows his uh, investigative process. Mm-hmm. Something actually, he, when they meet Mulder and Scully, well, so I remember, it was it Rolling Stone magazine or rollingstone.com or something else entirely, it was like the top hundred greatest duos in TV history. Oh. And I remember flipping through it, trying to, like, okay, who, who, oh, oh, yeah, that's a good one, whatever, whatever, like, George and Jerry, maybe, were there, Cliff and Norm from Cheers, so I was like, oh, yeah, oh, this, I think number one was Mulder and Scully. Yeah. From the X-Files. Yeah. And I remember just kind of thinking, interesting, I don't I've never seen the X-Files, this was also, like, almost a decade ago, uh, but that... I remember, I remember that before I started watching this episode, as we were talking about we're going to watch the X Files. I was like, "We'll see, we'll see." <laughs> but yeah, like just right off the bat, first episode, bam, they were playing off each other. She, he was the believer, she's the skeptic. Great and, chemistry. Yeah, they did a good job, uh, and it's. I'm excited to see them grow even more together and become an even stronger partnership. I guess. And, yeah. So, so yeah, ten out of ten. Yeah. I'd, I'd say 10 out of 10. Watch it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, we'll wrap it up here. I've been Andrew. I've been Gideon. Uh, we will continue to be Andrew and Gideon uh, into the next episode uh, where we will be discussing... A uh, brand new medium. Uh, yeah, a fully... Uh, something completely new to us. Animated shows. I mean, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. They've all copied the one that we are going to be discussing next, which is... The Flintstones. The, the Flintstones. No, The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Uh, season one, episode one. I would say The Simpsons are to animated sitcoms, or are to The Flintstones as Seinfeld is to I Love Lucy. I agree with that. Okay. <laughs> the Zero Conflict Podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> next, I was ready to say, find out, hear more of this banter next time, but there was no banter. <laughs> Okay, all right. Bye. Bye. That's everything we care to tell you about the X-Files. I don't want to say that. (laughs) Look up the other shit yourselves, you lazy bastards.